It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here you're so cool we really like you we're recording this the day before it goes live because that's just how we are sometimes and come come behind the curtain with us it's okay even though it's the night before everything's fine and we got some fresh reviews for you right off the stove and they're ready to serve up for you and christopher almost spat out his water but christopher we got some hot takes today what do you say are they fresh are they juicy what kind of takes do you got I've got one coming for you right now, and it's okay. the fact that you just did the loudest hooey ever that's going to wreck <laughs> people's ears, and I don't have time to fix it, oh, so I'm apologising in advance, well, or am I apologising retrospectively? Because oh, I'm apologising now, but they haven't heard it yet, but they've heard it by the time I've said this. This isn't a time-travelling Star Trek episode already, let's just get to the fucking stuff. <laughs> so we got a 30-second What time-travelling Star Trek episode? Did I... Did I did I watch the wrong one? No, I didn't because I pay attention to pitches and I do the right thing. Anyway, we did it. We're here. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. People are listening to this on Thursday. I'm stressed about editing it already. But, you Shout know, out. will it go out? Will we have a show title? Will we have show notes? Who knows? That's mm. all yet to happen. TBC. Um, hopefully it did. Hopefully it's come off and you're listening to this on your commute on Thursday. Like, this is my pleasant journey. I don't really need you to stress me out with all these could have been was it gonna be because i'm too <laughs> listening and it's, it's fine um but the one thing that gets really thrown off all that stuff i'm sure we'll figure out it's fine but the real thing is how are we gonna pick a title because usually that's a few days of letting the pod settle letting our funny words settle whereas this time we have to put that baby right in the there's lots of cooking analogies today but we have to put no we don't have to put it right in the oven we have to take it out even though it didn't we didn't preheat the oven like, we haven't left it in there long enough. But people are hungry. People are stressed. People want their food. And we're serving the rich, fucking, gluttonous, awful people in Saltburn. I think, I, think I, I think I prefer the analogy when we're talking about spinning washing. Do you know what? <laughs> let's, let's get, let's the get in a... The washing's in, the door's shut, bish, bash, bosh. But it's been, I don't know, yeah. about two minutes. And mm. there could be a new listener that has no idea what we're talking about, Jeffrey. Mm, mm. But do I have the way for you to describe it to them? I'm going to give way? you 30 I'm going to give you 30 seconds to explain it. Um, but in true pod fashion, I want you to explain it in 30 seconds, but as if you're reading your captain's log. Ooh. Oh yeah. Do you? Yeah. I just thought of that before we started recording and I got nice. really excited about saying it. And then I want you to now read your captain's log. You've got 30 seconds, but your captain's log is explaining what the pod is to a new okay. listener. Your 30 okay. seconds starts now. Captain's log. I'm I'm lost. I'm bereft in a space full of culture that I don't understand and I can't see. I need things to relate to, things to find a relationship with and contextualize my existence and this lonely, meaningless universe. 
Oh, wait, a friend. A friend telling me to, to watch a thing. Yes, let me message him back. Thumbs up emoji. Oh, good. He thinks I'm going to like it. I didn't. Let's argue. <laughs> that was fun to argue about it. Hey, brother, should we record this and send it out into the universe? End of entry. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Although you did sort of lean in towards Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I think that's the most concise one you've done <laughs> in two full seasons of the pod. Because, yes, we didn't tell anyone. It's the season finale today. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's been emotional, but hey ho. Um, you know, it's like, you know, every now and again in your favorite show, there's a series finale where it doesn't even feel like a finale. It's just an episode. That's this episode. Kind of like the season two finale of Friends. Oh, like the season yeah. two finale of Friends is exactly what I was thinking. I was actually, um, is that the one where he comes back with what's a face from holiday or he's going on holiday? Nope. The season two finale is just Barry and Mindy's wedding. Wow. And it kind of just ends. It's kind that, of funny. Oh, that one, that one tugs on the heartstrings. Sometimes you don't need to over lean into it. Just the fact that it is the finale is fine because mm. they fucking leaned into some finales later on. It's interesting how much we chat about Friends here. I'm not sure if Friends has ever been pitched. Moving swiftly on, we have so many hot takes. Do we get into the hot stuff straight away? Do we get into some... Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we've got to save Saltburn. We've got to save it. Fine, we can't go straight into it. Okay, I feel like <laughs> you've hinted at it in our personal lives because we have seen each other um, sparingly, but more than usual in our personal lives of late. Sorry, podcast universe, you're not involved. This has nothing to do with you. Back off. But in, in those moments, you do come up and uh, we enjoy you. We talk about you. We love you, really. And... During it, Christopher hinted at some, um, how to describe it, beef that might have been generated by the nature of my pitch. So as we segue into our review of um, The Inner Light from Star Trek The Next Generation and mm -hmm. The Visitor from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, would you like to elaborate on the nature of, of your, your beef, your, your I, issues? I just think... Mm. <laughs> please, please. I think previously, when mm. I've double pitched you an episode sure. or two mm. of something yes um those shows have been potentially shorter than mm. 45 minutes in each episode length um and also oh, opening opening week here because i think I, 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 i'm not sure about that one that one we can we can get into what, but what, what, what do you mean what, go uh, on, what's, what's your retort <laughs> to my retortal <laughs> your retortal will be retorted because welcome to rexham those are some beefy boys even though second episode, episode was 20 girls. minutes Mm, well, right. I think all in all, that was about an hour. That's all I'm saying. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. okay. And Retractive. it was also the same show. Yes, true. <laughs> now, in the now same you're, series. Now you're, now you're onto, onto something. Yeah. You gave me two shows. Yes. Two different shows. Mm. Two episodes of two different shows. Mm. I could argue that I I don't know. We we haven't before the colons the though. We haven't we have. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Before the colons, they both say Star Trek. Correct. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But but but, but I appreciate. Um, I I have a rebuttal. I mean, I, I haven't got the pitch manual of the rules. Of no. The game. And yeah, to be fair, um, I I think the can of worms was opened by Ali. So shout out when you mm. pitched two episodes of Auntie Donna's big old gravy train. Or whatever both it's called. the same show and twenty <laughs> minutes in length. But just just putting it, was, it back uh, out. Was there. it? No, no, it's, it's, it, I think he did the right thing with that pitch. But was it the first time that had happened? A, a twofer, so to speak? Might have been. Might have been. Might have welcome been. to Wrexham and now here we are. Um, so, I yeah. I've given you two or something else. 
Yeah, possibly, right? I thought I had. Consume the content. But, so, but anyway, the, the, I've got I've got a very well thought out retort. You ready for Go it? On. Yeah. Um. So my response. Uh. So the, the issue seemed to be it's quite long. It's two. At least the things I the thing that you didn't mention was that yours not only were shorter in total, belonging to the same show, but were also thematically linked. Yes. Whereas mine. Even if they were, that wasn't elaborated on. It's two different shows. Maybe being generous, it's like a Buffy Angel thing, where those are two Meh. different shows but could count in the same universe. But I, I don't know enough about these shows to even make that claim. So with all of Wait, that said... what? <laughs> with all of that said, my retort um, reads as follows. I actually have it written down here as a statement. Oh, it's just three words. Yeah, you write. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <Okay. laughs> so, Jeffrey, you asked yes. me to watch season two, episode twenty-four of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Um. No, wait. No, season two, episode twenty-four is the episode. Is the, the season Next and generation. show title of, of No? Is this season and show title of the podcast we're recording? The show you asked. <laughs> season five, episode twenty-five is uh, the Inner Light from and... Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. And then you also asked me to watch Star Trek: Deep, Deep Space Nine, season yeah. four, episode two. I feel like you've been. We pretty... then you then clarified that I should potentially watch the Next Generation episode first. Yeah, I did in a text message. I did because one was nineteen ninety two and the other one was nineteen ninety five. It had no storyline um, basis to that. It literally just looked up when they were when they came out. Yeah, we've never spoken about Star Trek before. I don't think in our lives, so it popped me and made me so, laugh for that reason. So before I proceed into my review, yes. one, I've got two questions for you. One, yeah. have you watched these episodes before? <laughs> <laughs> and two yeah. have you watched more than these episodes before <laughs> um what, what's what, what quest, where question did this one come from this quest, caught me question right one left field very recently yes in order to talk about it on this podcast and question two no these are the only two episodes of either of these shows that i've ever seen <laughs> so where did this come from did you go on imdb and look yeah. up star trek and look for the most rated um <laughs> episodes because these are highly rated oh he did a bit of research these are like higher than nines on both of them higher than nines, the episodes no. preceding and afterwards not as high not as high <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no these are these are two famous episodes so no the the very What's famous the, about this explain i mean i can't bro why, <laughs> very... why? i guess, I guess well, the question i'm getting to why yes it's well the the connection is i guess in a way at a certain point in the course of this show you're curating your own feed. Hoof, la, fucking la. When you pitch, right? Because you lose control when you're being pitched at. So you regain control when you pitch. And it reminds me of a few weeks ago, I had this in mind of when a Miley Cyrus album, which grew mm -hmm. on me more than expected, was pitched due to, um, I feel like, a bit of an influence from your partner and you wanting to give it more of a chance. And maybe they aren't um, romantic partners as such, but I have other people in my life who occasionally recommend things. And I'm close to them. And one of them has been talking about Star Trek to me for many, many years. And it's just one of those things that sits there like, yeah, sure. Sounds interesting. Sounds cool. A uh, conversation about like sci-fi and literature and like these fully formed episodes that like even to a non-fan would elicit like an emotional response and uh, make you weep even was a claim that this gentleman made when recommending these episodes. I was like, I'm down for it. And then the other day when we were recording our show, I was like, 
yeah, like years are passing and I'm not doing that. Let me just find a funny way to do that. And then I'll finally watch the show. So to be quite honest, I wanted to watch this show and I thought I'd drag you along and try okay. it. So me and you just tried Star Trek. How are we feeling about it? Because I'm a bit, I'm a bit reeling, to be honest. Jesus really? Christ. Yeah, that was a bit deep, bro. I was like a bit more I mean, pew it pew. Been... Oh, let's go. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Okay, so if, if, if. Are you going to have a go at the makeup, acting? the prosthetic? The acting, wow. <laughs> the Let's acting go. was... Bro, if you're, if you're coming out hot, coming for fucking Jean-Luc Picard right now, be careful. My boy I mean, got he old. he was fine. He was fine. You're talking about the second episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're talking <laughs> about lots also, of people, also, but him, also, aren't you? Also, also a little bit in the first episode as well. <laughs> so, so, I mean... So I you've know. never watched any Star Trek until nah, you pitched these two things, and on. then we watched them. T- so somebody else has pitched this to us. Are, you, are we going to yes. name and shame on that? Shout not? out Jonathan Mortimer. Oh, I used to like that guy. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, that's really harsh. He, I know he listens. Johnny, respect. Cool. Yeah. So I love you, my guy. Star Trek Next Generation is the one with um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I uh, was Got the name for right. Luke Skywalker, cool. but I was like, what's going on? So that's how... Um, out of here and, and not episode starts mm. captain's log mm. star date one six four three two mm. uh, i didn't write that down literally mm-hmm. just made that up mm-hmm. he's staring at a probe a probe's coming at them does some crazy flashlight picard faints what's going on yeah. is kind of what happens um he, he wakes up on a planet called Catan. um and then before we know it he doesn't know why he's there mm. and He's all a little bit confused, but then it keeps cutting backwards and forwards to the spaceship, and they're like, "He's still fainted. How's he doing?" Or whatever. Yes. Um, and then you're just kind of as a as a watcher trying to figure out. So wait, is 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 this just his dream? Has he actually transferred somewhere else? And you're trying to piece this all together. Mm. But as this is happening, time is flying by in his in his world in his head on this planet where he's he's trying to get back to the ship, and then he gives up on it, and then just ends up living this new life on this planet. Mm. Which, as the story goes on, spoiler. Um, is slowly gonna just disappear because of like global warming and there's a drought and they can't get any water and the reasons slowly... science yeah. fiction yeah some of that stuff but oh. what threw me was that i didn't realize that time was flying by <laughs> because <of laughs> until the... until it comes to this one scene that i actually rewound because yeah. they just went it's been five years and i was like has it what or they mentioned five years and i was like wait did i miss that did that just happen and i couldn't piece it together and then i went back and it seemed like they'd said that in his head, he'd been five years, but on the the, the spaceship or whatever, mm. it hadn't been. Yeah, um, he learns yeah, to play the flute. I, he has children. I, um, I was just to just to add on that. I was also <laughs> a bit like, wait, I really had to squint. Like, oh, oh, they are doing a makeup thing. It wasn't to be fair with oh, because he was getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the best makeup job, but I did like how it was incremental. They were at least mm. trying not to. They were trying to do it gradually, but yeah. So he learns the flute. He finally starts a family people die mm. life moves on and he's always like oh that other world and his wife's like yeah forget about that yeah remember me <laughs> um, his daughter becomes like a scientist as well and they try and come up with ways of i love the that planet little vibe and, if he's like hey yeah. go talk to the young man she's like dad you made me like this and he's like yeah, yeah but yeah i thought it was cute um and and then you find out the um the probe right at the start that wiped him out and flashed and made him fall asleep or whatever um well it came from a planet that was destroyed a thousand years ago oh <gasps> mate um and then <laughs> and no, then mate, base, I was shocked. And, 
But yeah, it was, it was a good twist. It was a good it was little a nice twist that we've just yeah. ruined and summed up a really deep episode in about three minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put in the show notes, like, really avoid big spoilers. This one if, yeah, big spoilers, big time. Um, um, and, 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 and then, basically, it's, it's a clever sort of time thing, and it turns out that this planet was destroyed a thousand years ago, but they wanted to share the memory of the people in the planet, and they did that by yeah. inhabiting, inhabiting Picard's mind so mm-hmm. that he can then pass on their teachings and things like that and it was quite yeah. clever and then he woke up on the ship and he was fine but that was blah, the blah, whole blah. thing and then yeah. but I, then I'm I, like he just lived an entire life yeah and then Which, now he's woken up and it's kind of like oh and, and then I guess, the really cute thing is he goes back to his little um hut and he finds a flute and he starts playing it it's he does cute. play the flute and then apparently doing a bit of looking into it like this is like one of the most revered beloved episodes the whole flute theme comes back in later iterations of the show it just the actual flute itself just sold at auction for unprecedented numbers like it's a whole thing wow it's a weird way to start wow. a show but it's like walking in um for the for like just a heralded episode out of hundreds of episodes and this one's a special yeah. one that like the brendan fraser scrubs or something nice <laughs> great shout i was i was i was gonna say red wedding but you haven't seen game of thrones the brendan fraser episode of scrubs is exactly the analogy <laughs> for this and then <laughs> i guess to to seg into a bit more of just like your take i could sum up the visitor for you yeah, you did, so you did, i will just say that please. i watched these two episodes apart i think i watched one one day and then a couple of days later i watched the next one and my last note on this one was well that was surprisingly entertaining oh well, that's an interesting note yeah because I, I yeah I, I can totally see what you mean because some of the acting is a bit clunky but then every now and again i it's get a just bit lost. so straight but then it's i don't know if that's, if that's the vibe they're going for because they're aliens i don't, I don't yeah, know if they are. <laughs> I, I think that might that might also just be a what's it um you know, you play the the more fantastical the the setup, the more straight you play it. I don't yeah. know. Um, There's a lot cause... of like, sir, I need to do the thing with the thing, and the yeah. guy goes, well, and uh, it's hard to not have Galaxy Quest in your head. That's well, the funny. thing. That... Yeah, we yeah. So like, we are the that uh, consumer who like so have a lot of this culture in. The references, like we get mm. the references of the show without have, having ever watched the show. The references we know have probably made fun of it for years. So going back to the mm. original product itself, it's almost like weirdly sincere and just doing its thing. And it's like, this is so obviously a bit funny and clunky and wooden. But like yeah. also, that's a bit old fashioned at this point. As we'll come to when we review Saltburn, the nineties were a fucking long time ago. So that might have just like, also I mean, I've been seen, the style of television. I've seen SNL sketches that are set in like some Star Trek type theme. Yeah. I've seen Ru- RuPaul Drag Race challenges where they're acting in like <laughs> space yeah, scenes right. that are very similar. Right, right. Um, I had a third one, but I can't. It might, it might. Like, there's a whole entire film called Galaxy Quest, which is a brilliant movie. Yeah, which I is love basically that movie. About Maybe hopefully sort of one stuff. day gets pitched. Definitely up our street that film. But like, it might have more in common with like law procedurals and like fucking you know mm. um nypd blue or fucking law and order dun, from, dun, dun, dun. i don't know yeah just some of that straight stuff because like the thing that i could sense straight away is like i could easily binge this and get into it. it's just every episode a thing's going on it's basically futurama yeah. without the funnies and i'm here for it if you end up yeah. <laughs> rooting for some of the characters getting a bit invested in the overall arc which mm. i have i had no clue about um uh, I can I can very much see why like hundreds of episodes spent doing this shit could be really fun. And the thing that I think the reason it came up specifically almost creating a weird connection to uh, an unexpected one to a George Saunders short story that we pitched um, mm. earlier on is just like I've always like wanted to read more sci fi, but just don't push myself enough out of my comfort zone to. And it's like it's definitely the thing that I've got to write it for is like 
the creativity and the ideas and the concepts are like really really fun mm. and so this one was that that really it's all about like i think some of my favorite are you can't not deal with this one truism and it's just like time passing and so both yeah. of these episodes really do deal with that in the visitor yeah. for deep space nine it's all about um this uh writer who I, I love a good setup where the writer's not writing anymore and there's a bit of a recluse and then this hmm. weird young woman stalker woman shows up at his house and he's like let me tell you a story kind of creepy right super creepy vibes but <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you get the impression that like it's only because of your own things that you're used to again making fun of this stuff that you're seeing it that way and actually they're trying to go for a wholesome vibe and it's just not hitting but that's fine and then she's asking about his life she's a big fan oh i stopped writing for this or that reason and his whole thing I'm just going to explain this without into fucking anything and do it wrong. But his dad got... <laughs> I was going to use the word probe, but the other one was the probe. This is like a time sort of sloopy thing that goes <laughs> right in his time <laughs> Can gut. I just say, before... before so, before you find out what happened with his dad... Wormhole! Before he, start, before, before he starts talking... <laughs> before he starts telling the story about that, yeah. she goes, oh, tell me... Uh, like." will you tell me the story or something? And he goes, if you'd asked me yesterday or even a week ago, I would have said no. Yeah. And then he goes, and it all started. And then I was like, here we go, guys. Here comes the, here comes the storytelling. Oh, that like, is classic of... old man. Also, yeah. I actually really like that line because I was like, genuinely, there is sometimes in my life, I, I want to open more stories like that in my personal life. Because a lot of the time I start talking like, literally, if you asked me this a couple of days ago, I couldn't be fucked. But you just caught me. A good moment. Something just <laughs> happened that made me want to start spilling my guts. So fair enough. And then his whole yeah. thing is about his dad. And there's this whole inversion with the fucking the wormhole. wormhole. And the time. <laughs> but time his dad something. fucking chucked out of time and space. This poor yeah. motherfucker. I mean. Yeah. and this. But what, what, what I find relevant, the one thing that electrocuted him looks like something you could buy from like toys r us now bro when it first went to the woman at the controls and there's a wormhole it literally looked like a kid had drawn on the window like squiggly lines like i was like fair and play. the keypads that they're tapping on look literally look like cardboard with like buttons drawn on fair i just play. it's it's but it's it's it is what it is i mean yeah yeah it's and, I, I mean, know. like a lot of the things we love, it's almost like just an exaggerated version of how much mm. are you willing to let go to suspend your disbelief. And we let all kinds of fucking things slide. So, like, as much as mm. I'm laughing at it and contrasting like, it with things they had today. the budget to get out the house. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if it was a Star Trek movie, but I guess because they were just on a mad sketch. I don't know. But, yeah, so Dad gets... Uh, I mean, this is true. Well, no, yeah, they're on season four, episode two, man. They're cooking. Right, so it's just like, draw the squiggly lines, wormhole, cool. Um, get, the, get the wormhole placard. <laughs> I can stick it up on there. Wig out, you're good. Um, but, yeah, he gets removed from time and space. And then this thing happens where our poor... Uh, this, this story I found, the other one was, like, a bit heartbreaking, a bit sweet. Fucking mm. nice little package. I can see why my friend recommended it. It's just a gem of a little short story. This yeah. one, as much as there are similarities in that way, I find it very frustrating <laughs> because he's trying to grieve his dad and then his dad just keeps coming back and later it, it becomes elaborated on that they've got this sort of chord going. So by the end, he just keeps coming back for minutes at a time throughout this young son's yeah. life. And then the, the, the son is becoming older and the dad's still that age and he'll just walk in and like, oh, cool, you're married. Where's my grandkids? Boom, yeah, exactly. Where's my grandkids, man? <laughs> 
<laughs> he literally smiles like just a classic, you know, dad line about, you know, even though I don't see you that often anymore, I still like grandkids. Cheesy smile disappears. Like I actually burst out laughing. It was quite just heavy handed <laughs> and funny. But yeah, then the, but then the ending is just like really similar to the ending of The Inner Light. It lays it on quite thick with the strings and the sad music. And basically he figures out he can cut the cord by like dying himself. And then mm. when his dad next visits, visits as an as an now that he's an old man, he'll finally cut the cord. And then I gotta say, just the image of the old man with his young dad is almost like an image that's like quite a psychologically important thing that you couldn't arrive at in anything but sci-fi. And yeah. to be specific, a weird cheesy episode of Star Trek. Because that's mm. very, like, even the old man, super in his feels, still has that younger dad in his heart kind of vibe. So, like, actually yeah. having the face-to-face in that way, I did I did find it very moving. I did. And there's, like, so many holes to poke and just a bit of, like, the set's a bit funny or the acting's a bit wooden and his tears coming out of his wooden. super... That's the word. Yeah, listen. Here or there, like, the, but the moments would come through of, like, that was quite an affecting little... But, like, the woman who's asking him about his life, I was like, what's your deal? Who are you? Um, oh, I wish I wish I wrote down a line that I really hmm. did cackle at. Yeah, I wrote down quite a few lines, so what was the general... It, it was when, like, so the kid's growing up, but he's still mm. on the ship because he doesn't, he doesn't want to leave the ship. Yeah. And the woman says, oh, do you think you should go or whatever? And yeah. the kid sort of says, no, can I stay a bit longer? And then, like alien man just walks yeah. in really deadpan and just yeah. says no i really think you should go or something <laughs> i can't, can't remember the exact lines yeah but it got me i thought i thought i can't there, there was there was a few good lines like that. i thought the line about um oh, what was it he, he did have a friend who was um was he a klingon the little alien man little alien man um he made me laugh a few times um listen there were moments the, we both the little alien man coming around for like a quick like catch up and just being like and he'd be yeah. like oh, so how's old toast Bob to your stories <laughs> um yeah exactly um but yeah uh listen this was this was quite a, a leap but do you know what we should into the unknown huh? final frontier Huh? We should all huh? we, we we should all poke our head up once in a while and just yeah. take a look around, Jeffrey. Take That's a look around because if you don't, you're going to miss something, and it's called life. And shout out John Lennon, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. It's it's these you can't deny as little parables, little fables. These are making beautiful points about stop and smell the roses and look around, and mm. definitely the the. The, the dad on dad action at the end was just fucking a lot. Are we talking salt burn? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very affecting for you, for like, and he's the fact that he's sort of sacrificing himself and he says, for you and for the boy that I was, that's why I'm going to do it. And then his dad, and it, it's the classic John Luke Picard thing from The Inner Light, where yeah. he then goes back and, like, even though, like, a whole traumatic thing just happened, he goes back to the original moment and he dodges the thing instead. And his 18-year-old son's like, Dad, you okay? And he's like, I am now, son. I am now. And I'm like, that acting is so overdone, but it kind of got me. Like, no, it was good. Yeah. It good. It was good stuff. Um, In terms of the points made and in terms of, like, my first little sip of a bit of Star Trek, it actually comes from um a, a link on Medium. I think the, the account that wrote an article was Magsistentialism. And it just sort of recaps 40... Also, the best episodes people should watch, right? And he has a really good quote in this little blog post. The show is impenetrable. Watching the whole thing takes 178 hours. It's also extremely silly. Nearly every episode has a moment when grown men in pyjamas throw themselves around in their chairs. Because he's referring to, like, the pretending. Yeah, yeah. 
So there's that line. But then he says, he sums it up quite nicely, I think. I love Star Trek because it gives us a vision of the future where reasonable people resolve conflicts by talking. And that's a bit affecting and a nice way to put it. God damn it. <laughs> but it's just like that. I think suddenly um it's to quote to like almost quite a man if you told me to watch the show a year ago i don't know maybe two but now in the age of ai 2024 january mm. there was something to it that just felt quite you know putting the human back in the 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 tech and the sci-fi accelerated world we seem to be living in and um i just, I just felt a lot of heart in and we watched tv so play. tv from almost well, basically 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. A bit of a, a bit of a school trip, a bit of a history lesson and and a lot to it. Did, would you say you in, enjoyed one more than the other? Because on, on my initial viewing, I think, weirdly, I can say The Inner Light, I probably thought was a better made episode of television overall, but I would say, weirdly, The Visitor affected me more. So that's my weird takeaway. How about you? I wouldn't say The Visitor affected me. Mm. I think it took me a while to really get where it was going. <laughs> Which I guess is what they were going for, really. Yeah, is they're, they're trying. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of just a little bit lost through yeah. it, but then I could sort of get it. But yeah, I, I think definitely um, Inner Light was like a good piece of TV, mm. basically. Mm. I almost compared it to sort of that random um, Mythic Quest episode that I gave you that mm. was kind of mm. on its own. Standalone. On its own, it's like a, it's just a nice standalone story, yeah. really. Yeah. And you don't really need to know much else, and no. it kind of worked on its own. Totally, totally. That's, um, whereas that's I think I, I I got confused because I didn't know the characters from Deep Space yeah. Nine, so I almost felt like I couldn't really piece together who was who. Yeah. So therefore, as it started and as it was going on, I was a little bit lost as to mm. is he the captain? Is he not the captain? What's going on? Yeah. Why is there a kid on this ship? I got all a bit. And even I, up, I was my... asking, I was I was trying to ask more questions, and I didn't have yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. next to me who <laughs> could answer them. Even with my zero knowledge, I was actually a bit thrown off the visitor, thinking like. The dad character who's like all dead and lost in time and space or whatever, isn't he like one of the main cast members of the show? So like what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Here? I actually got a bit thrown off by that. But I, I totally see what you're saying. Now, interestingly, uh, another problem of the pitch is going to be this fun bit of how did you score Just, it? Because I had to average them out, didn't I? Average them out. Okay. So in averaging them out, I have some guesses for you. I'm mm -hmm. saying you're a nice, um, excuse me, that's quite a bit of running time you're giving me two for anticipation because interesting, interesting interesting that's what that's what we're saying then this is this is where it gets this is where it gets tricky i think overall you were given something new which you don't hate and some of it you found interesting and good and some of it you had fun shade to throw out which you enjoy so it's not an overall bad experience i thought you were i thought you'd average out to a three Mm. So basically, um, it's all, it's either there was like it's it's a two three ish kind of thing here, and then I'm I'm gonna go for a, a three after two. I'm going for two three three. Well, I really hope I've got your scores bang on as well. Then oh, let's go. <laughs> it's been a while, been a hot minute. Um, so Ooh. that's that was that was fun. You did it. Um, maybe that was all along why I pitched you the double because I went in uh, the future. You were giving that. yourself averages, and I you just... knew it would average out at an average score. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I I wanted to watch both. If it was and... just in a light, it would probably would have gone to like a two, three, four, three, four, something three, like that. or something. Oh, wow! I like how you just throw these out. <laughs> no, but genuinely, yeah, I like yeah, after in a light, I was left like, oh. That was, yeah. that was that was good like, television for 1990 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, no, actually, that's a imagine, really good show. Imagine watching that at the time where 
that whole concept yes. probably would have never. We've probably seen so many different versions of something like that, and mm. at the time that would have come out, and people would have gone, "Whoa!" Yeah, 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 like, totally. Yeah, um, that's a really good shout, actually. If if I was more like actually uh, like a Jeff pitch, like this is a show I like, it would have been a big mistake to double up here because yeah, that might have made you like the next generation. You know, that was the end of season five. What are we saying? But mm. lapping on, <laughs> doubling up with the visitor from a whole suddenly you're on a whole other spaceship with a whole other crew. Who, played, who is the guy that played him? <laughs> Uh, what, John luc Picard? Patrick Stewart? No, no, the guy who played the writer, but as an old man. Oh, he's in as... stuff these days, isn't he? He's like a he's famous He's Tony Isha. Todd? His name's Tony Todd. Really? And he's in, uh, I mean, according to, he's in, uh, he's in some stuff. Listen, don't worry about Tony Todd right now. Um, <laughs> we don't need to be worrying about Tony Todd right now. But I, I find it interesting. What was the score you said it could have been for the inner light? That sounded like... Two, three, four. Ooh, imagine. That's... I love a good two, three, four, just climbing and climbing. But were we climbing and climbing for Saltburn? It's time for the much ballyhooed. Yeah, it's been a while. Shout out. Um, it's been a talking point for ages. And then Christopher thought, let's let's cut the cord. Shout out mm-hmm. the visitor. And let's, uh, let's just get this review going. Let's actually focus on this movie. And so I watched it. I watched Saltburn. I went there and I stayed there. Did you go to the cinema? No, I did not. I watched okay. it on streaming. Um, yeah. and I feel like I understand where you were coming from about, I don't know about watching that movie with someone. And I understand where other people were coming from, where that, depending on who you're with, that could be quite the hilarious experience. I think there was a joke. They even date in this week joke on SNL. Yeah. Live <laughs> about the crazy Barry Gibbs saying, I watched Saltburn with my whole family. That's how crazy I am. And I knew what was going to happen and all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. with a much higher voice. And, um, yeah, what to say? I mean, what, I what to, to say? say? What to say? I I think so, as a as a package, mm. as a movie, mm. like controversy and oh look at me, look aren't we brave? Scenes aside, mm-hmm. as a movie, mm. what do you think? Mm, mm. Yep, correct. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did I send you? I just I don't know how because I wasn't even looking for Saltburn stuff, so that's why I sent it to you. But it did make me giggle. It was. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Do we have to get onto Letterboxd? Because people are on it. Katie Rich on Letterboxd had a three-star Saltburn review. And the caption was Tracy Jordan saying, yes, I am provocative, which is just funny. That's funny. That's that's if that's your takeaway from Saltburn. I see that. That wasn't fully my feeling. You know but what I... review you should try and find as well, though? Oh, Little White Lies. Of this movie? Yeah. So interestingly, the thing that um, uh, in, in the... The constructed, uh, under construction rather, uh, show notes. I already have about four reviews, more than even the film. Mm. The film became, um, it led I to think. a new, like, my new favorite snack is Saltburn reviews. Like, <laughs> I've just been snacking on these motherfuckers. So, shout out Little White Lies, finally actually getting a specific review shout out, because we can put that in the show notes and I can read that. What, too, the, what, was, the, what was the scores it gave it? I can't remember. I read all the reviews. I, I, I'm just shouting out because you mentioned it. Oh. Um, I can, I can get oh, those up. Um, but I read uh, the Guardian ones. I read the Empire one. My favorite, going back to when I was young, are Empire. I'm very used to mm. the Empire five-star reviews. And RogerEbert.com, even though when I was reading, I was like, oh, wait, he's dead. This is someone who isn't Roger Ebert. But they still keep his website going, so mm. I have some level of trust in it. And then what else? Oh, and this is the one. Um, do I have the net? Um, the New York Times review by Wesley Morris? Mm. Um, I think... What's her name? Is it Rosamund Pike who plays the mother yep. in Saltburn? She has some of the best lines in the yep. film. She's very just cutting and like 
Um, oh, people mistook me for the woman from the pulp song Common People, but they said she's from Italy and has a thirst for knowledge, and I've never wanted to know a damn thing in my life. Like, lots of funny lines like that and throwing shade at people. She's really, really funny. Mm -hmm. The only thing that tops her in the extended universe that this film now has taken up on the internet are some of the lines from this Wesley Morris New York Times review. Man, man went ham. Man got <laughs> savage. Um, um, I suppose this is... So Emerald Fennel was the filmmaker, and I just throw one of his lines out there. Mm. Um, I suppose Fennel has made a movie about toxic elitism, but she's done it in the way Ikea gives you assembly instructions. <laughs> the movie does for Posh what Soul Plane did for Ghetto, luxuriate in what it's pretending to blow up Bruh, this guy um oliver has a decent amount of strategic sex and kyogen does his share of nudity but the only pornographic thing about this movie is the house like my <laughs> so listen i'll be honest afterwards i've gotten quite carried away with the reviews and during you your own <laughs> I mean, this is so. Mine is basically during it. I had a ball. It was quite fun and a bit. I've never encountered this filmmaker before, and it was just really like a lot. But I would associate it with that that chemical part of my brain that enjoys things. That, for instance, as we were speaking about on our last episode, enjoys watching the traitors, and then afterwards mm. feels a little dirty about it. Like it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like that deep enjoyment. It was it was quite flashy and seductive and very weird and i i'd been so like oh there's certain scenes and actually saturday night live the week previous hosted by jacob alordi spoiled one of the grossest parts um so i wasn't like if i had just seen that out of nowhere with no expectation in the film i might have been more shocked but actually mm. when he started trying to um what was it he was trying to mm. lick the ejaculate out of the drain i was sort of like calm <laughs> i wasn't here. like i was just <laughs> i was so expecting sick stuff that when he started doing that i was like okay cool i re i really had my like i'm ready for weird shit radar going that when the weird shit started happening i was like that's whatever um <laughs> oh when he started like, i was at a cinema where as as the people gasped was draining, what was it like people didn't know what was happening and then suddenly everyone was just like <laughs> did you actually was there audible noises or did you feel weird there, there's there's kind of i think what? there was some audible like uh, for me i'm watching the grave Whereas scene. there was just dead silence during the grave scene oh, during the grave time. scene i was like please start fucking the soil i was actually like if you don't start fucking the soil i'm gonna be well let down he's just crying he's crying he's Can and I then finally he reached show title <laughs> finally he reaches for his dick i'm like yes for God's sake! <laughs> now last at least ten seconds on him humping the fucking soil, you sick freak. Um, no, but bless her. The director clearly has ideas, and the thing that I can't fault this film for is she's got her own individualistic sort of taste, and she's trying shit. She is trying shit. But the thing that all the noise around the film says, and all the uh, most of the reviews say that I just can't fight against is this like it's a bit more surface than substance kind of idea. Hundred percent. Yeah, and a bit of the like, if you do. What's like, the motive? This is what I I left. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. So yeah, the yeah. whole thing seems to hinge on my man did it to to like eventually <laughs> to do this, exactly to get Saltburn. <laughs> he needed the house. I don't know, bro. The motive's weird. So like at the end, it's very. I I felt this from the off, even though lots of um, reviews have said it since. I don't get all the references. I'm not a Brideshead revisited guy, but I am a talented Mr. Ripley guy, and it definitely had that vibe where he like he wants to. He, have you seen Talented Mr. Ripley with Jude Law and Matt not Damon? Not for a very 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 yeah. Long time. Well, that whole thing is like he he stalks him and wants to become his friend to the point where he he like you know spoiler mm. for Talented Mr. Ripley too. He kills him off and becomes him, and this mm. definitely had that vibe. 
And there's so many moments where it's like, I actually liked the monologue at the end about like, you know, it starts off with him reflecting, did I love him? And then at the end, he's like, actually, I hate him. I hate all of you. I'm like, and then, but he was also very sexually drawn to him. I love that complexity of emotion. Good stuff. Mm. But at the end, the amount of stuff he had to pull off to eventually get salt burn. Yeah. It's like the, so many moments in there were quite real of like jealousy and wanting to better yourself and like being ash- i love the stuff mm. about being ashamed of being like actually quite ordinary and middle class and not mm. this working class sob story i think that's like gold some of the moments trickled in a gold, but then at the end there's a big shocking end scene where he's dancing through saltburn that he's now wrangled somehow out of this clusterfuck mm. of circumstantial bullshit that he's raw and he's killed people and all this shit um oh shout out i shouldn't say this i thought it during the movie and said i shouldn't say this on the pod but i'm gonna um because i so had my shock radar like Mm. on point i was like is he gonna start actually having sex with that woman who's like in the coma or whatever oh dear (laughs) that's what this film makes you think and then when it didn't i was like this film ain't that brave actually it's not (laughs) (laughs) this could have been the first film where he started having sex with a live woman and then during sex it becomes necrophilia christopher Okay, it could have been that. It could have been brave, but no, it wasn't that brave. Um, and apologies right. for the last few sentences I've said out loud into this microphone. Um, but when it ends, I was a it's bit all like, right. five years time, this will come back to cancel you. <laughs> but... <laughs> I still think that would have been brave. Future Jeff, he also, I don't know, maybe he'll. Who knows how this? This is the thing about this film that I, I rate though. Coming back from that, I love that it started a conversation. I love shit like that. So that's why mm. I have been stacking on these reviews like crazy. And even though a lot of it is shade back at the film, the film's fucking shady. So it's getting the energy back that it put out there. So I'm I'm here for all the takes. I'm here for all of it. The toxic elitism bit is the thing that seems to get the people most in their feelings, which is basically this is the reading where like the second I start reading it, it's almost like I don't need this much biography even mm. though usually I do, but like it's putting such a slant on it where basically it seems from a tiny bit of accidental research that Emerald Fennell, the writer director is a bit more in that upper bracket of society and went to those schools and did those things. So if you feel that leaning in the film towards actually the rich people are kind of innocent and it's the lower classes who are like trying to sneak up who want like want to fucking kill us and eat us. Well, mm. there's, there's, there's that pretend like, I didn't get that at all. Well, I definitely got like the, She's throwing shade at everyone, so fair enough. But th- mm. certain people have read it that way. And I do like that aspect of the film too, where depend you are going to bring... This is the great thing about conversation starter-type movies. And mm. if she wanted to... This, to me, is like... um, It's like a really good example of like how you do successful movie making in the age of videos that go viral. Because yeah. smattered throughout, it's the murder on the dance floor last scene. It's some of the more outlandish stuff but and then at the end it's not like you come in and the rest is bland and boring the rest is actually quite titillating and fun and, mm. but like there are these just signature moments that have gone viral and tiktok and brought us old song out the soundtrack is fucking banging shout out to the 2000s my word um but overall um overall it's it's i don't think you know i think i'd i'd, I'd look askance if someone told me it was their it was their favorite film I'd, I'd wonder why because it has lots to it don't get me wrong but yeah, the, I, I feel like you could take out the shock factor and put in some mm, more substance and mm, have a better movie. That's, that's that's a nice way to put it. Kind yeah. of, and the, some of, of the acting's really good. That Kyogen guy and, from and there's there's some really good acting. There's some mm. really good moments in it. It's very cinematography. Again, is obs- lush. Yeah, I'm obsessed with pretty. I like a pretty movie. It's a very yes. pretty movie. Yes, it's uh, actually the cinematographer like was, for fucking La La Land. Unless, so unless shout out. Wasn't, 
unless I wasn't imaginative myself in what I was what in in my interpretation of it, mm. or maybe I was just I missed something. Mm. It was just that I was trying to figure out the why in it all, and mm. I, I felt I felt like I was just left like oh, so he's just obsessed with no maybe maybe he doesn't need a reason to be i just i couldn't i couldn't find like like i said i just couldn't find the motive and it just left me a little bit feeling see that's interesting because until the end when it climaxes i could find his reasons throughout the film just like man's on a mad one obsessed yes and yeah. i think there were these and then, and then implications. It, i think because it, it, then it spun it that he yeah. was like super clever and i was like so not only did it spin it the, the but yeah spun it that it was super clever but then he also spun it as the thing that and all along and I was well like, I even before a a crazy book <laughs> yeah no it was again my favorite like um just the hint of authenticity for me came from like the super lying about oh his addict mom yeah. his dead dad and it's actually this middle class pretty standard family with a heart-wrenching cringy as fuck scene where they made spag bowl for his birthday and he just wants to get the fuck out of there and figure out mm. how to justify these lies for me it's when he starts getting quite sexually aggressive with everyone i'm mm. like i thought you were the the shy weirdo who only fitted in with the weird guy and like just suddenly he's like putting his hands up the girl's dress and like even with the boy getting in there in the middle of the night i'm like is this the same character am i missing a bit of writing that makes that make sense and hey it was like the- there was a twist in the middle but mm. it was almost a little bit too 180 or 360 yeah, or whatever yeah, it was, exactly I, I, I mean but if you're gonna do a thing about being obsessed with another character the same way talented mr ripley used the beauty and handsomeness of jude law for matt damon mm. to go off one Okay, Jacob or Ingrid Goes West is another Ooh, I don't example know of a good Ingrid Goes uh, Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, okay, a, fair, fair. You know, you're reminded me um, yeah. of heard of it, and uh, y- Jacob Elordi does pull off this role well. It is a bit Tim Nice, but dim, but he's <laughs> mad rich. Um, he but, plays a better Elvis. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, really? Fair enough. But I, I think, I think I actually I like that the character is like low key endearing, and like he seems a bit sweet and not too. Mm. Um, like some of the other cat fucking Farley, mate, bruh, get your shit together. He's so mean. I think they kind of waste um, Richard E. Grant. I think he's such mm-hmm. a good actor that he basically only gets to shine in that last scene um, when yeah. he tries to pay him off to leave. I think he's such a he's got such weird energy, but he's sort of just like a bumbling in the corner character throughout. And mm. this is just nitpicking now. But yeah, overall, I'm kind of with you on you know what was what was the point and i think it's because with the cinematography and the energy and the ideas yeah. there's clearly like a lot of cool shit there and at the end of the day if i think if you change the point she was trying to make it wouldn't be her movie so i'm glad she mm. made her movie even even if it doesn't hit for everyone because yeah. moments definitely did hit for me and during it i enjoyed it a lot more than i was expecting but then mm-hmm. afterwards, I think I eventually arrived at the way I thought I was going to feel about it. Yeah, but as it a keep, guilty it keeps pleasure, you engaged because you're constantly like super engaged. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Feelings. It's it's very nice and twisty. Um, mm. And yeah, I think she finds the right act to pull it off when he starts just like fucking looking through windows at him uh, uh, when Barry's looking through it. Oliver Quick is his name. It's coming back to me now. Mm. And he's looking through windows at the other guy jerking off. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, we got a weirdo on our hands, ladies and gents. It's like a little bit of like so many they... things I can't put a show title. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, 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 I liked so many bits and pieces of it. And yeah, I thought it was quite funny. Um, there, there's a lot to it. But then afterwards, there's, there's I was like, like, wait, the, what? there's the there's the sort of the, the pieces there of a really good movie. Yeah, just, it, it didn't deliver for me. It, mm. And I think that's. That's I've seen movie since. Oh shit! Shout out. Mm. Um, so, do you think do you think you're gonna, as predicted, 
get mine bang on too to get another draw. The people don't want a draw. The I people think are ready for a Jeff off. victory. Based oh, on your, based on what you've just said, I think I'm one off. You can't get a bonus point for predicting you're going to be one off. That's not how the show works. What if I say I can? <laughs> <laughs> um, how about that? How does that work? No, 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 no listen, okay. no bonus point. What are your What are your guesses? I'm looking at mine right here. I mean, um, my re- my review. Sometimes we do a review where the 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 scores are going to be like, what? That's not what you said. But my scores are what I just said. So let's see your guesses. In anticipation. So far, so good. And hey, let's 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 in season three or whatever fucking season we're doing. Let's 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 do some threes. <laughs> let's give each other some things we feel like a three about in anticipation. Why not? Eh? Then yeah. I've got you as a two in retrospect. Oh, because still I think bang the one, on. because still I think bang. the one that I've got wrong yeah. is your enjoyment, which I had as a three. Oh. But I think you were a four based on your review. Two four two, a very yeah, very unique two, three, new episode. Two. Ah, two three two. Well, I mean, shout out Saltburn, I guess, because you gotta love mm. Saltburn. Um, <laughs> the place. <laughs> the place the movie's cool it's weird i liked it it's just a bit odd and so he did break the bike so four reviews come. in one sentence just then <laughs> the movie's cool i liked it it's just a bit weird it's definitely it's definitely like you know how i'll give it this you know how sometimes you can be like hey come over we'll watch this movie that'll just be on in the background nope <laughs> if this movie's on you kind of um... do you netflix and chill with this one or no, do you, you prime and dine? I don't know what it was on Prime, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> what do you do with this one? You, you actually, you know what? It's. In, I'm glad you find. What rhymes with Disney? Yeah. What rhymes with um? What? What? what I'm glad that we Disney did with do. me. I don't know. Disney with me. You. You made me consume it because this is one of those movies that, as much as it's a conversation piece, it's also the year where you can sort of have a reputation around just the shit that goes viral and sort of mm. i felt like i had quite a fully formed opinion of this movie without watching it so it was quite mm. odd watching it being like oh okay i might have to i might have to re-examine this so it's i'm really glad i watched it for that reason because sometimes i think last year it's a very funny connection to make but just hear me out for a sec last year like i think the biggest selling book was spare by mm. prince harry that his name on the front cover prince harry i don't know what uh what is harry fucking styles <laughs> what's his name <laughs> Harry, it's fucking Harry, right? He's the spare one. And it was the biggest selling book. And I just feel like everyone's got a take on the book because they know about his life, but not mm. necessarily everyone's and read the book. And you bought it and how did that go? Well, exactly. I'm one of the people. I've got a take. I wrote, bought the book. I haven't read the book. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm implicating myself here. But in this case, you forced my hand. I was mm-hmm. I was comfortable living my, I have an opinion about Saltburn without watching Saltburn Life. But you forced me to have a, I have an opinion about Saltburn having seen Saltburn Life. And in this new life, I must say, I feel odd about this film, but I want to watch Promising Young Woman, her, the one before this, and I'm going to look mm-hmm. out for her work in the future. She's a signature. She's got. A, she's got a signature voice, and mm-hmm. it's an interesting film. And I think she made mad money and notoriety out of it. And I think for some people, it fucking hit that exact spot. And some of the scenes are breathtaking and looks cool. Yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to say about it. But um, at the end of the day, I think the problem for me is at least there's so many provocative ideas. That in its shiny package, it's like trying to put like a really fancy dinner How in, like long a sweet, in like a sweet package. You've got a really fancy mm. gourmet dinner in like a sweet package. Um, yeah, it was around two hours. Can't have been too much more or less. Um, okay. If it, it didn't feel like, or maybe just over. But mm. yeah, I wasn't that. That wasn't the the issue with it. Two hours seven minutes, so nice and not too not too crazy. Um, I'm just looking at 
You told me to look at Little White Lies. They gave it a 4 2 2. Ooh. Okay. Same wow. numbers as you, just in different order. Same numbers as me, just in a different order. Well, Little White Lies and Emerald Fennel and Christopher Anousis, that's been today's episode. But, hey. We, we start um, a new season. Start a new season. <laughs> All the enthusiasm. <laughs> we're, 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 we're tired. We should go on a. We should go on a mid-season break. Or something. I don't know. Oh, let's or see. Is there let's like see. a World Cup that can break up these two seasons? Maybe. Maybe we're not if, having that chat again. If we're both landing on twos, then we'll see how this mid-season break strikes us what after, pep are after we the pitches. Put in each other's step to oh. like start a season premiere. Um, probably next week. <laughs> yeah, probably next week. Um, let's. Yeah, what, what, what are you saying? Because I've oh, got look, a great I one. Do, just sorry. Today yes. at work, um, uh, a guy who's like a middle-aged white man that I work with right. at the council of Buckinghamshire. Um, doesn't it doesn't help it narrow it down. <laughs> no, um, he'd come in and said that. He'd watched Saltburn the other day. Ooh, did <laughs> I immediately takes? didn't want to have a conversation oh, with him. Oh man, listen. <laughs> I felt I so awkward. I was like, you're too old to watch that movie. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh no, it was good. I enjoyed it. And he goes, I learned a lot about my sheltered life. That I've- <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Way more succinct than my review. That goes up there with the Katie on Letterboxd one. That's good stuff. It does make yeah, you reflect on your like, sheltered wow. life. Here or there, I was like, I've gone and spent some summers in other people's homes before and shit didn't, didn't, like, get didn't go like crazy. that. Didn't go like that no. <laughs> it's funny because in little moments I relate. I felt a bit awkward. I felt a bit jealous. And then suddenly he's doing that shit. And I'm like, all right, my guy, listen, you need to, you need to head back home and have your spag bowl and rethink everything. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So yes. pitches. Pitches. I have a good You one. said you wanted to pitch for me. Yeah, um, we had a long debate about lengths of pitches prior yeah, it, to this. <laughs> it was it was a good record one. start, um, and basically we've we've <laughs> we've, we've been laughing. we've been we've been hinting at it. Well, I I hinted at it. I, I you know you used to do Easter eggs for your pitches. I'm not mm-hmm. doing those because I I don't have the brain power. But I did just sort but of say it. it out loud <laughs> because <laughs> even though it won't be new to you, it will be true to you. And it's time we talk about it on the podcast because we talk around it a lot. Okay. We're talking about friends, Christopher. We're talking Aww. about an episode of friends and me and Christopher started bonding maybe season seven ending season eight around that time. So as it then engagement, engagement episodes, right? Yeah. Maybe what's well, so your season six get GTFO. Mm, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah. So like th- there is, there is, I think everyone can agree who's a, fa- a fan of Friends that like it sort of um, didn't didn't quite no show can ten seasons in but it didn't people say it, it fell off. I'm not going to try and project, but I, I had a recent experience. You're giving with me a season nine, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I got free into season nine, and I'm like, I'm here to relitigate fucking shit that went down in mm-hmm. season nine. So mm-hmm. it's time we we watch that episode. It's time where we watch. Uh, the one with Rachel's dream, season nine, episode nineteen. Let's get into it. There's a lot to say. It's twenty minutes of your life, but there's there's so much more to say, and uh, that's that's what I'm pitching to you this week. Season nine, episode nineteen of a TV show called Friends. Called what now? <laughs> what you got okay. for me, friendo? Well, mm. Jeffrey Barlow. Yes, I'm going to give you me. something you've been begging for. Something mm. you've been wanting, right? Yeah. Somewhat of a, almost a 
something that happened in real life that could have come out of a novel, maybe a mm. uh, Agatha Christie model, model novel mm. of some sorts. You're going to watch episode one mm. of Colleen Rooney. Wow! The Wagatha Christie story. <laughs> not to not to give it away, but let's go, Wagatha Christie. Four, if I've ever heard one. I'm still, I'm still just. They called it the real Wagatha story. No, wait, no, hold on. I don't what? know what they called it. I, okay. well, I, I can't. It's remember. a documentary. What is it? Well, actually, it's is a documentary. It? I, I've been making fun of it for as long as it's existed, but what is it? Is it called Colleen Rooney? Sorry, it's called Colleen Rooney, the real Wagatha story. Oh, listen. Fucking, just there are using three parts. What, we're not even saying. Watch, so I'm, I'm asking you to watch part one. Okay, part one of the, the three, three parts. Wow. And okay. good luck trying not finishing the lot. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! The related search right, right underneath it, and I'm not. Yeah. Are Colleen and Wayne still together? Open. The mum of four has been married to Wayne Rooney since June 2008. Has explained why she decided to stand by husband after the challenges they have faced during their marriage. Wow. Shout out. And shout out Kyle Walker. It's been a week. It's been a week. Have you shout not out seen Kyle that? Walker. What's <laughs> To the rest of the audience, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, a quick Google. Um, footballers be out here doing stuff. Okay, so I'm going to live Google what the hell Yeah, let's live Google. Because I, I think his Google news alerts are probably an absolute mess. Kyle... Mate, it was very, good it was, podcasting. It was Carl an ironic Walker. shout out, to be clear, to all the Wagathas out there. Your, your, your man's just Kyle. Had a... Full timeline of Kyle Walker and Annie Kilner drama after shocking releva- re- re- revelation. Nailed it. He fathered a second child with Lauren Goodman. Yeah. Cool. Footballers be footballing. Cool. They do. What's the boy <laughs> Rashford saying? What's his deal? Why did he call in sick? Ah, uh, it's an internal matter. That's an internal uh, matter. It's an internal matter. And to be honest, if he don't want to be there, he can do one too. As far as Ladies I'm and gentlemen, that is a lot of the energy we give you on this podcast too. If you don't want to be here, do one. But no, we... we, we no, please we, come back. We kid. We, we, we joke and we <laughs> josh around, but we love you. We love having you. And if you have any further questions, queries, please send them our way and we will discuss them further because season three... It's in the works, ladies and gentlemen. But at the end of the day, it is an internal matter. And we will be discussing it in our next podcast meeting, trying to make sure that we come together and deliver you the premium quality content um, that you deserve. Today, hey, it'll be a rush job. We'll just get some super glue and get this bad boy to you sharpish. But in general, we do this ahead of time because we love doing this. We love consuming the content and doing it along with you, getting your feedback. So check out the show notes for some links and details about how to reach us. Because if you do reach us, not only will you get shout outs eventually, eventually, you know this is true. Shout out to Ali and to Bex. You will be on the show. So we look forward to seeing you next season. This is this is the end. This is the bit where I say goodbye. And he says take care. So goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? 
If you don't like the podcast, if you think we both speak too fast, too many tangents never stay on task, pick up a book instead. If you don't like what we recommend, if your patience wears thin towards the end, if you think you could do better with your friend, please go ahead. If you don't like this content, or like me, the word content, then please go be more content, and never listen to us again.